Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Cardinal Coaching Solutions Podcast. Hope you're having a wonderful day here in late January. Hard to imagine it's moving that quickly. This is kind of a um, little bit of an unexpected episode for me in that it's coming a little sooner than usual. Uh, if you've been following along with uh, some of the releases, you'll you'll notice a podcast or maybe you'll uh, remember one. Oh, I don't know, maybe four or five ago, I, I believe that the title is Inconvenient and Unexpected. <laughs> and in that episode, I told you about uh, it was a Monday night making dinner and there's water pouring out from uh, under my kitchen sink. And that tripped off, you know, hours of repair that night that was totally inconvenient and, as you can imagine, completely unexpected. Uh, well, last night was another opportunity for me for me to uh, embrace the learning and take a step back and pause and assess who I wanted to be in that moment, how I wanted to respond. And by the way, this is not the focus of this episode. And actually, now that I think about it, it was a Monday night again. Uh, so long story made a little bit shorter, my, my truck, God bless my old truck. It's no four Tacoma. I love that thing, but I feel the energy leaving it. <laughs> my truck had been leaking antifreeze uh, coolant and discovered it's the water pump and the timing belt. That whole kind of kit needs to be replaced in one. It's a bundle. So left it at the shop all day yesterday, many hundreds of dollars later, uh, I go pick it up, I drive it home, catching up with a friend on the way home, pull it in the driveway park. Uh, within a half hour, um, I'm actually running something from the grill, which is on our back patio, out to um, to the trash can up front. I've only been home a half hour, and I discover there's a puddle under my truck. Not not a few drips, a, an active puddle. I look under there, and there's coolant in a steady line, a steady... We're, again, it's not a drip. It's a steady line just pouring out of the truck. I'm like, what? What is happening here? Uh, inconvenient. Massively inconvenient. Massively unexpected. I got a picture last night of my, of my poor taco being pulled up onto a, a wrecker, a tow truck. Anyway... The shop's all over it. They, they've called me and said they figured out what it was, just a broken clamp. Anyway, we grow through hard things. <laughs> we grow through hard things. That's what I keep telling myself. There we go. Uh, the title of this episode, There Are Answers in Montana. I have to give a shout out to my dear and wonderful friend and brilliant coach, Terrence Coel. Uh, I am so fortunate to have as much contact and interaction as I do in my life with Terrence. Uh, like all of the great gurus, actually like any true guru, Terrence is quiet. He's not loud. He's not all over a YouTube channel or a feed. Uh He's hard to find, and yet his depth and breadth of, of wisdom just 
astounds me. I love it. I love it. He and I were having a conversation a week or so ago, and often we will we'll just kind of get excited about the energy of our conversation. Our hearts are aligned in many ways. And I think in this conversation we were talking about the power of of um, discomfort or or the power of the unknown to dredge up new awareness for the human psyche, the human soul and person. And we were talking about, oh, I, I was saying how, you know, as a parent, I wanted to, I wanted to make sure that as I raise my daughters, um, I put them in situations where they feel small, where they feel awe, where they are faced with this bigger reality, this bigger universe that that they are not the center of. <laughs> um, and I say that with all of the love of my heart, uh, I want them to grow with that kind of expansion and that kind of perspective, uh, which, uh, you know, the world of, like I've already mentioned, you know, feeds and character limits and channels like that that's that's not going to give them that perspective and anyway out of that conversation of course we're talking about be i probably mentioned something like i want them to see the grand canyon i want them to see yellowstone i want them to just uh, be in places where they see awe i want them to see a night sky that feels like they could almost touch the stars which they're not going to experience that in suburbia and out of this, Terrence made this comment. I, and again, maybe I haven't set it up that well. I don't know exactly what segued into it, but he said, man, there are answers out in Montana. And we both instantly just laughed. There are answers in Montana. And here's why we laughed. And, and for anyone listening uh, who lives in Montana or places like Utah, or or even Maine, I would say. Um, I had a similar experience to this months ago on a trip, my first trip to Acadia. Um, please bear with me. I know I'm on thin ice here, but I promise I'm coming back around. When you think of Montana, Utah, Maine, maybe I shouldn't say when you think of, when I think of, <laughs> um, I don't think of those places as culture making places or influencing epicenters i don't think of them as being upstream they're not new york city la nashville uh dc metro like i don't imagine that there are music scenes in those places compared to the second list that I described of these major cities and these major hubs. They're, those places, NYC, LA, Nashville, DC, they're louder. They're much louder. And so the phrase, there are answers in Montana. There are answers in Utah. There are answers in Maine. It seems like a paradox because those places aren't the epicenter. I don't think of going to the vastness of Montana to find answers. And yet, 
And yet, I totally believe that phrase. I 100% believe that. There are answers in Montana. There are answers in Utah. There are answers in Maine. There are answers in the middle of nowhere. Because that is where you can finally breathe. That is where you can connect with you. Those are the places where you can do the good work on you. I'm taking a trip uh, this summer to Utah, actually, for that purpose. I have a friend who has a cabin uh, that backs right up to the mountain. It overlooks Salt Lake City. I've never been there, but I'm going. I'm going to go there. We're going to get on some uh, some rock climbing. We're going to do some hiking. But I also intend to, to just sit on the front porch and be and remember that I am first and foremost a human being much more than I am a human doing. It's a line from uh, Mr. Rob Bell. Um, yeah, human being versus human doing. Or at least that's who I first heard it from. Yeah, I think it was Wordsworth or Frost maybe. Maybe Robert Frost who said something along the lines of you have to get lost to get found. And maybe I'm paraphrasing it, but I, I believe there's a lot of truth to that. If you're in a place of feeling like, like you're not in your place or there is some other place for you, something just doesn't feel yet fully aligned, Maybe there's been a major life event. Maybe you're, you've got a young family now and this just wasn't how you thought things would shake out. Maybe, like I said, maybe you've had a major event. You lost a job, lost a relationship and, and, and wondering, this is not the story I would have, I would have written. Something feels like, like it's off and there's this longing to be found, this longing to feel the familiarity of home. I'm here. I'm where I'm supposed to be. I'm inhabiting the place and posture in this world that I'm supposed to be in. The paradox is that in order to find that familiarity, you got to go get lost first. You got to go out into unknown, into unfamiliar. Go get disoriented. Yeah, there's a lot in ancient traditions and cultures that this, this was a part of becoming. Um, I've read stories of how, you know, uh, teens um, as a part of their rite of passage into adulthood they'd be taken out away from the tribe away from the village far away 
to where they're they're free from any familiarity. There's no landmarks. And they're left there. <laughs> and they have to find their way back. And, and I read this one story that was so moving that it, it, in some ways, it was almost as though the only way to find your way back, the only um landmark the only direction to look in to get your bearings on where to go was up oh that moves me of course if you've been listening you've heard me mention a lot about uh the powerful messages in in the film frozen 2 and and this is prominent this is prominent Elsa has to go get lost to find where she's supposed to be really. It's not the castle. There's something in her that knows I'm not where I'm supposed to be. Despite the fact that everyone thinks I should be here. Despite the fact that there's affirmations around me here. Um, I just know this isn't where I'm supposed to be. And she has to go get lost she has to go get an unfamiliar in order to be found. Oh, it's so beautiful. It's so beautiful. And listen, if this is something that speaks to you, if, if what I've been riffing on here connects with you, it lands with you, it compels you, maybe you're in this place of you're in unfamiliar territory and you're wanting to be found, so to speak. You're wanting to find your place. Or maybe maybe you're on the verge of it. Maybe you're on the threshold knowing the next step is out into unfamiliarity. And you're wanting to find the courage to take that. Anyway, it, it, if any part of this is interesting with you, I'd love to speak with you about it. I would love that conversation. Let's make it happen. Shoot me an email, Wes at CardinalCoachingSolutions.com. Again, that's Wes, W-E-S at CardinalCoachingSolutions.com. I'm going to send you my calendar. You click on it. Find the time that works for you. It's totally free. We're just going to have a conversation about how I could serve you around this topic. Well, thanks. Thanks, guys, for tuning in. Um, again, this is, like I said, this was a little bit unexpected. <laughs> But I'm using the time. And once again, shout out to, uh, to my friend and coach and confidant, uh, Terrence Coel. Have a wonderful day, everyone. We will do this again soon.